last time on Join the Party. They're hanging off of a cliff or getting exploded. One of the two. Tracy tries to pull Chad, Captain Alex, and himself back from the side of a chasm where a mind-controlled brink had shattered the bridge. As Tracy hauls himself up, Captain Alex just can't hold on in her elk form. The hoof falls from your hand. Alex! In the other room, Anara fights off tiny exploding Warforged and gets back into the chasm room. She tries to help Brink keep control of her head and hold Tracy off from exploding Brink's face off. I did, I did something bad. Like, I, you shouldn't be helping me. Why are you helping me? Because I love you, and you're also a liability alone. So we're gonna, we're gonna stick together for this one, okay? After regrouping, the party follows the path of the Warforged blacksmith to an elevator that takes them to the top floor of the stronghold. The elevator stops in a chapel, where Alonzo is chained up in front of three statues of the triumphant gods. As Tracy and Anara hack at the locks, the gods step forward in their true forms. They're holding Alonzo captive because releasing him would cause too much disruption to the flow of the universe. But Alonzo suggests that the party can challenge them to a series of trials for his release, which the gods are obliged to compete in. Tracy and I exchange a loaded look like Alonzo has never been this emotionally intelligent in his life. Guy must have made some real progress. Listen, a lot, hey, a lot of things have been happening lately, guys. We're challenging gods. That's where we are in the story. Let's get the party started. Tracy, Anara, and Alonzo, you are facing the human visages of the gods of the Trinity. Davar is wearing like a seersucker suit. Like it's very airy. He's uh, also wearing boat shoes with no socks. The the seersucker seems to be wrinkled, but intentionally. Like he's managed to create every individual wrinkle in the suit to make sure that it looks wrinkled just perfectly. His hair is quaffed back as if there is a perpetual sea breeze just crunching it at all times. Adama is wearing the sleekest, shoulder pattiest 80s suit you've ever seen. It is like forest green with somehow neon undertones. It's like an um, inverted triangle, like very well tailored, except the shoulders, which are very wide. Yeah. <laughs> if you try to look close enough, there's like a, um, uh, what's it? What, when you know, when you look at something and it's like a bunny, it's a rabbit and a duck at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> an optical illusion. Yeah. There's an optical illusion in her inner suit. Like it's like a seeing eye poster. Like you it. can't like focus on what's actually there. And it. her heels seem impossibly large for uh, what she's doing. And I would be very into it if she hadn't decided to hate her. That's fair. And she, and she tried to barter for you as well. Yeah. Don't, oh, I, I like Anar's limit for attraction is murder. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If I kill her, though, I mean, I will be taking her suit and, and not telling Brink where I got it. It's and a good trophy. And her to wear it. Anara, uh, make it. Anara, make an investigation check. 
We just discovered something very dark and about Anara. <laughs> She's <laughs> she takes one piece of dope clothing and then asks her girlfriend to think, wear it. I think she would while think it they, was me while they make out. Well, I got twenty three motherfuckers, so tell me what I'm missing. <laughs> well, you could look at the seeing eye poster of her or her suit jacket. So you could take it if you wanted to. Thank you. If that's that's you an might, option for my you. My dope roll doesn't get me any other insights here. <laughs> You're not overwhelmed by the, by the seeing eye poster. That's pretty good. You see but... a duck in the suit. It's a, <laughs> and it's a rabbit. A, it's a rabbit, a duck, and an old woman, and a young woman. I, I start closing my left eye, then my right eye, then my left <laughs> eye, then my right eye. <laughs> she looks like a young woman, and then an old woman, and then a young woman again. A cipher. Her hair is also her forehead. Uh <laughs> And Azeol looks like you saw him before, but now he has a flat cap on. Like a newsboy? <laughs> yeah, like, but like like he's had it for 500 years, and he wears it for formal occasions. He's like, he's the old man dressed up, where like, oh, they're just happy I'm here. <laughs> so he's wearing like a, his tweed jacket and his very, very threadbare khakis that you saw him in before. Uh, but now he has a nice newsboy cap on, and his eyes are goog- as googly as ever. Don't ask him about the hat, because then he'll tell you about how they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> Should we uh, get serious? It's supposed to be spooky. We're we use humor be... as an adaptive device. <laughs> Listen, do whatever you want. The three gods have gained substantiated form in front of you. Like, it's fine. Yeah, no it's challenging just, it. They're just a joke, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. So Adama takes a step forward and starts to sit down in midair. And then, like, a boardroom table just substantiates in front of her. Wow. She's sitting down and says, like, okay, here's the deal. If the three of you beat us in challenges that we decide, we'll let you go and we'll give you this medallion for your trouble. Otherwise, you can go and we keep the champion here where it is. Reality stays the same. How's that sound? Yeah, no, not leaving Alonzo behind. That's not on the table. What kind of a businesswoman would I be if I let you take the thing that I have? And what kind of general would I be if I didn't counteroffer and tell you that your prize will be me not killing you? If you win. It seems that you misunderstand what's happening here. We are the gods of creation, living, and destruction. You're not just hustling with a merchant out in the marketplace for you to get one more apple than you got before. Oh, I'm the god of deals here. Sorry, uh, uh, I fell asleep. Anar, what, what was ha- what's happening? Tracy, what's your AC? <laughs> 16. Tavar uh, takes off his shoe and throws <laughs> throws it at you, uh, but it goes oh. wide left. But then you can see that uh, he points down at his sh- at his now bare foot, and another boat shoe comes back into existence. Wait. I think it was wet. I think that one was wet, Anara. <laughs> it's always wet. The power of the sea comes with me as well. I am the god of creation and lounging and also boats. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. The era of unthinking deference is over you might have created the world but you've never done shit for me and i don't recognize your authority so we're gonna leave with alonzo either way and either you help us defeat the council if we win or we don't win and i let you live tracy that sound good to you sounds good to me it's like it's like they think they're the only gods like what hmm. sweet the three of them look around and be and they're like how do you how do you how does he know that how does he know that you want what Adama comes back from her god huddle and says, okay, counter offer. You can take the champion regardless, but only if he competes alongside one of our, one of our challenges. And the prize is the medallion. You win, you take it, you lose, you're off on your way. 
very well. Seems fair. Devar, write it up. And uh, Devar, like, yawns, <laughs> yawns because he wasn't really paying attention. And then uh, three contracts poof into existence on the table. I can't just handshake deal this. Come on. Can we just move this forward? Ordinarily, all of my deals involve a 12-hour lunch with at least one martini every 30 minutes. So this is the quick version. Can I roll investigation as I review this contract, see if there's any uh, hidden clauses? Sure. Tracy signs it. Yeah, Alonzo also signs it. <laughs> Alonzo's like, do I have to do this in script or can I do it in print? <laughs> 21. Good. That's what I assumed would happen. Um, with a 21, you're thumbing through the contract. and Inara does read with her index finger, <laughs> just making sure she hits them all. That's fair. Uh, there's an addendum, and you have to flip to that, and it goes to an index, and it goes to another addendum, and a fourth addendum, and it says... In the event of any mortal competitors losing their lives or limbs, etc., at thereof, it is not the responsibility of the god of death to bring them back at all. They will have to live with said consequences. Nara shrugs. Is there like a force majeure clause in this? How does that work with gods? There's also an NDA below it. <laughs> you might consider this to be a dream. <laughs> Also below that, it says, in the event that the gods lose the challenge, they are under no obligation to give up said reward unless shook upon in the eternal secret handshake. So are you going to teach me the handshake or am I just going to sign this like an idiot? What? What was that? The handshake. Hmm? Ah. You read the addendum in the index under the other addendum, didn't you? I'm 20, not a child. <laughs> okay. Adama puts her hand out to you. And then she does the hand jive. <laughs> uh, Nara has learned the hand jive in a tavern in her travels and does it. How does her hand feel? Does it feel mortal? It's as if like you were you were doing a firm handshake with a cloud. <laughs> kind of slippery. Yeah. So do the handshake and then I just kind of smear my thumb with ink and press it in all three contracts. Okay. Alonzo turns to Anara and says, so is it, do I do it in script or in print? Uh, Tracy couldn't, couldn't tell me. Just, just do an A, bud. Okay. They know who you are. Just big A. All right. Tracy slightly dips his face in ink and then. Oh, no. I figured you were going to do that. All right. Okay. Contracts are signed. So it is up to the three of you uh, to decide which of the three gods you are going to match up on. You can take a moment to decide. And uh... I call Zale! Adama. Wouldn't have it any other way. All right. And uh, I mean, I guess, should I just take the guy, the god that's left? Alonzo. I huddle the three of us together. Okay. Put my hands on his shoulders. You are a prince. You are the champion. And you have definitely beat all these kids at sailing summer camp. You know who this is. You can do it. I believe in you. You've been sailing your entire life with Captain Alex. That's true. I've beaten many a noble at not tying. But you know what? You've done a lot more than that. And I bet Devar hasn't. Like, I mean, yeah, he's a god, whatever. But he hasn't, you know, lived. He chose to be a paperweight. I don't know. Also, he doesn't wear socks. Like, doesn't he have blisters all the time? Disgusting. I mean, he's a god. I don't know if that's a thing that affects him. I mean, you're honestly, Alonzo Kiko. You can do this. That's true, but you know, I've had a lot of time to think in here, and 
I don't know if Alonzo Kiko is the one with all the experience from all the fun adventures that we all did. I don't, you know, if we're talking about like the the math there, I think I only got like 50 to 30% of the fun adventures that we all did together. So, you know, I, look, I, I've been there too. It's, it's in you. I promise. But like, there's literally like there. I can see the parts that are in you, Tracy. Don't don't look at my parts. Okay. Those are private. <laughs> I mean, just the gears. The, the, I can see the gears. Stop, stop the, looking okay. at my gears. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, what I'm saying is that like I, I've been taken over too, and if you just accept that everything that you did while taking over was your responsibility, you'll find it. I promise. And you outlasted it. The council isn't standing here. You are. That's true. I mean, he did put me in these chains, but that's right. You got out of them. True. Tracy, is that really how you feel? Yeah. Okay. If it's my responsibility, then I definitely kicked both of your asses, and it was really fun. And I'm I'm much better at fighting than both of you. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I stand on Tracy's foot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You very much are. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. I feel really empowered now that I know that I'm the best fighter in this group. You Thank took you. down the greatest warrior of all the lands, me, And the Tracy. greatest and first assassin ever, me. I did kill the bone whale. I did. I definitely did that. I remember yep. that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Defeated Zuby. Certainly you did. No one else. That's yep. true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did kill the bone whale. Everyone saw it. Yeah. I, I when I hit it with my arrow, then it went sploosh. It's true. Yeah. Okay, great. Adam, I was like, this huddle's taking a very long time. You think on like like macroscopic time scales? Like, back off. You can wait thirty seconds. <laughs> okay. So as Adamas stands up, the boardroom disappears, and the three gods are standing uh, ready to rumble. Adama claps her hands, says, "Okay, let's start with our first challenge." Devar, go ahead. Devar steps forward to Alonzo, just sneering, as two rich kids can only do at each other. I Says, hate this guy. You're the champion, Alonzo! Fuck him up, Alonzo! Beat his knots! Go, Devar! De- hey, nice one! You're gonna be... Whatever happens. Yeah. Shut up, Zayol. It's not your turn. God. It's fine. I hate that guy, too. But don't worry. Alonzo. Kiko. It's time for a creation battle. And then all of a sudden, then you see that uh, the the white nothingness is turning into like a courtroom where it's like there's that enclosed center area where the jury is uh, are now bandstands for the four of you. And you see that Devar is standing on one side and Alonzo is now standing on the other side. And Alonzo, as much as what's happened to him, he's still confused by substantiation out of nothingness and he like looks a little uh nauseous from being moved without his consent where is uh zayol sitting in the bandstand uh zayol sitting all the way on the left how's their neck looking cuttable to tracy everything looks cuttable Inara and Tracy go down to the bottom right, obviously the opposite of where Zayol is. And uh, Inara sits not on the bleachers, but on like the low wall, separating it from the arena, like sideways with her legs dangling, just so you know. Tracy finds the most comfortable chair, takes his axe out and starts sharpening it while glaring at Zayol. <laughs> Inara's uh, 
doing the pencil trick with her dagger. <laughs> it's high stakes. Here's how this is going to work. We have five judges. And he points towards where the, the judge's seat would be. But now it's elongated to one large bench. And there are five like ethereal judges sitting there with long robes and uh, little wigs. And they're all holding uh, whiteboards <laughs> with uh, erasable markers. Who are these people? We didn't agree to that. They are the ethereal judges. They are impartial. Don't worry. I created them as such. You yeah, can ask them anything. You can ask them a question. Hey, how would you rate Tavar's style objectively? All five of these ethereal beings kind of confer with each other, and the the foreman stands up and says, "We think it's five. Mm, I don't know about that. That doesn't seem impartial to me. Okay, okay. Shoes with no socks. Weird or not? The weirdness is subjective. However, if he was not a god, he would get many blisters and stinky feet. Okay. Okay. That sounds right. I have my eye on you. And we have our eyes on everything. And our sits back down <laughs> and starts spinning her dagger again. So, these are the rules. One of the judges is going to come up with an adjective, and then we are going to have to create it out of thin air. And Alonzo's like, I don't I don't have that power. How do I do that? I uh, don't worry. What uh, what is the medium in which you usually create things? And Alonzo says, uh, I don't know. I'm not really like a like an artsy person. Um, you know, I did take some dance classes when uh at the back of the castle, and I could do some interpretive dance. I guess is that okay? Ah. The gentleman's creation, interpretive dance. I will choose <laughs> oil paints. Okay. An easel pops up with a canvas on it and just uh, a palette of colors and a, and a very large brush. Does he have a beret? Uh, now he does. <laughs> so you're going to see your sucker suit and he's wearing a beret on top. Um, I have a, a random adjective generator here. So what's going to happen is that- Moist. I mean, no, I have a literal. Everyone is every all single moist. one is moist. <laughs> it's just moist comes up, and every so often sloppy comes up. Uh, so I'm gonna use the random adjective generator, and they're gonna compete to see which thing they create is gonna be closer to the adjective brief as decided by the five judges. All right, let's begin. Judges, first word. And uh, the foreman stands up and says. Your first word is efficient. And uh, Devar starts painting. And uh, Alonzo's looking around like, what do I, what do I do? Do I just like, I dance it out and I just dance it out and it becomes the thing? I don't, I don't understand the rules here. Just dance efficiently. Okay. Think, think about, listen, I'm gonna say something that's gonna maybe make you sad. Alonzo, put into the dance, ready? Think about your relationship with Greg. And then do the opposite of that. How? How is that? A, oh, I see what you're getting. I see what you're getting. Okay. So Alonzo just like dances like really frustrated, where he's like punching the air and uh, banging his hands on the railing, and he's starting to like glow. But this is like a more of an orangey glow, like he's starting a fire. And slowly the energy comes off of him and starts to substantiate and become real. And uh, on the ground is a light bulb. Okay, all right. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Also, and uh, how, how, the, how the hell did he do that? Wow. 
Uh, done. You can see that the uh, paints on the canvas fly off and then substantiate and try to come into being. And there is a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> uh, Very, just like there is. Seems fake. Not really efficient because efficiency would necessitate loss of energy. One thing into another. That's how you define efficiency. Yeah. Exactly. True. Uh, the... How do we know it's perpetual? We don't have time. <laughs> we can sit here for a million years and not know. Also, they're a god. They're not, they're not bounded by mortal laws of physics. Uh, the five ethereal judges start writing on their whiteboards, and uh, all five of them hold up a D for Devar. Round one goes to Devar. Exactly, got a D. That's a bad grade. That's a an for- LED light bulb there. It's very efficient. Seven years. A for Alonzo. A, a for, for Alonzo. Alonzo. A for Alonzo. The, se- the, se- <laughs> the foreman is trying to like wave you off. And it's like, the second word is unusual. And Alonzo is just like, I don't, did I do, I mean, I, I created something last time. I, how do you dance unusually? I guess. You're doing great, bud. You just do it. You already do it. Okay, I'll just do it. Okay, I mean, I guess my whole life so far has been pretty unusual. You got it. You've been made for this. Uh, Alonzo's just flailing his arms in all direction. Beautifully. And he's like, he through interpretive dance, he's telling the entire story of the bone whale. Love it. And, uh, Highly unusual. It's definitely unusual. And the orange energy comes off of him and it elongates and pulls all the way out and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the visage of the bone whale just crashes into the corpse. Love it. Ah! Make a statement. Good job. Terrifying. I'm so terrified. I'm scared. What was the word? Unusual. It's so unusual. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it before, yeah. ever. Have you, Tracy? I have not. It's a whale, but not. Whales don't even have bones. Go, Devar. Devar finishes his painting and says, Ah, that's magnifique, as I would say myself. The paint flies off of the canvas and it becomes a very small, miniaturized version of Zaul. Ah, well, it was a big idea here. And the judges confer. Seems like a targeted attack against one individual, not really that unusual. And yeah, also, it seems like one of the three fundamental forces kind of controlling this universe, huh? Yeah, not really unusual at all. Sort of everywhere, yeah. Get- I saw one of these earlier today. <laughs> the judges get- It's been in my head before, <laughs> not unusual at all. We need to come up with the judging, please. <laughs> and the judges confer, and they uh, start drawing on their whiteboards, and they hold up A's. Alonzo Kiko wins this round. Yay! That's our friend. We know him. So the third word is historical. And Alonzo comes up with a book that just says history on it. And uh, Devar tells the entire story of the creation of the universe. So Devar wins that one. And the next one is careful. And Alonzo substantiates this like little greeting card that says, hey, I like you. Love, Alonzo. That's so vulnerable! So cute! The most really delicate and careful thing of all! And uh, Devar uh, makes, like, safety boots. Uh, and Alonzo wins that round. So Yay! now it's the final round. Uh, and the judge stands up and says, This is the final round! Your word is hot. Would you like me to use it in a sentence? Yeah. Yes, please! Ouch! This soup is Hot! On my palace. Thank, thank you. Hot. Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, Alonzo is just like sweating through his like tattered prisoner clothes. Like, guys, I wasn't wearing the right outfit to do this. I wasn't ready. I didn't think I was going to dance today. You're in the moment. You're, you're, you're channeling this word. You got it. I mean, hot, like what? It's so basic. What is that even? I don't even know what that could be. Like, is it, he talked about soup. Should I be making soup? And Devar is just like painting up a storm. It's just brush strokes everywhere. Is it soup? I don't think it's soup. It's not soup. Okay, hot, hot, hot. Erica smiling. God, all right. So Alonzo starts dancing as hard as possible. He's putting all of his energy into this. He knows the gravity of the situation and he knows that he needs to step up to be there with you. So he's just dancing as hard as possible. It's like the energy that he's creating from dancing and sweating it out. It's just coming off of his body, radiating like in clouds now. And the clouds Ooh, boy, are- am I hot. <laughs> yeah, Lonzo, I can feel your sweat. Whoa. And it's like the, the, this orange glow is of substantiating off of him. And it creates another Alonzo that is dancing and mirroring the same yeah. da- dance moves that he's doing. And then there's another one. Whoa. So there's three. And then there's five and eight and 12. And then there's 15 Alonzos in sync, dancing their fucking hearts out. And Navarre is just like painting as hard as possible. Colors flying everywhere. Colors that you can't even, you have not even recognized in the mortal plane. And he says, it's finished. My greatest creation. And the paint drips off of his canvas, steaming on the ground. It bubbles together and uh, creates a circular thing. And then it becomes this rounded thing. And he made soup, didn't he? It's it's a bowl of clam chowder soup. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, New England. Disgusting. The worst soup. Hold on a second. That's not what I painted. I painted the entire summer's day. How did this become soup? I, I, you know, we all paint what's inside of us. Eh, and then, you know, we all love soup at the end of the day. I think you're just full of soup, Devar. And not even the good kind with tomato. Yeah. New England. You can't dip a grilled cheese into clam chowder. That's just Ugh, gross. Tracy, not before lunch. <laughs> uh, Zayol then appears behind Tracy and says, yeah, hey, you know. Ah! We're all soup at the end of the day. No matter where we're created, we all become soup. Tracy Sit down, old man. Takes a swing at his neck. <laughs> you, this, you miss. <laughs> you swing for the head, and he ducks down, but his hat still stays in the same spot, and he just comes back and be like, Ugh. you know, uh, that guy's kind of a schmuck, if you ask me. He's just getting his practice in, Sayol. Just you wait. Hey! Hey, I call interference! I didn't create soup! Wait, who, who was messing with me? Soup? I, I didn't, that wasn't me? Judges, you have your objects. Let's see. Uh, the judges confer. Devar is leaning over the judge's barrister. He's trying to call for a motion, which makes absolutely no sense. Uh, the judges ignore him, and they are writing down on their whiteboards. A for Alonzo! A for Alonzo! And all A of them Alonzo. hold up A's. Yay! And Tracy rushes over and puts Alonzo on his shoulders and runs around the courtroom. And Ara just runs after them. <laughs> you guys are so Yeah, you're celebrating. It's great. Alonzo's like, I did it! I did it. I'm so sweaty. I'm so sweaty. Don't touch me now. I'm so gross. This is so gross. 
It's gross. It's fine. I can't feel sweat. I pull out Mr. Sippy and have it do a little drinking fountain. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so parched. Devar stalks to the center of the room and waves his hand around and be like, all right, I guess I'm the loser. I've never lost anything before, but it's the first time for everything. Challenge one complete. He looks towards Ataman Zeol and be like, you know, it's in all of our interests here for if we do less if we win. So if one of you mess with me, this would be a good time to tell me now. I don't know why you would have done that. Doesn't even make any sense. And Adama is just looking coldly at him while uh, Zeol is like kicking fictional dirt on the ground and be like, ah, ah, I don't know what happened. That's kind of a tough break. I'm sorry. Let's keep it moving. Who's next? I will go next. Hey, it's Eric. I want you to just think about pumpkin pie. Think about how creamy it is, how tangy it is, how it only comes once a year. And think about all the different crusts it could be. Maybe a regular pie crust or a graham cracker crust or maybe even a chocolate crust. Maybe it's topped with pecans and there's just like a little bit of crunch there. Just think about it for a second. Welcome to the mid-roll. I saved you a slice. Now, I said I would tell you, and now I have to tell you. This is going to be one of the last episodes of this story of Join the Party. There's this one, a big, big, big final episode, an epilogue, and then our after party after the end of the world. So three story episodes, including this one, and then our final Q&A. I cannot believe this is almost the end of this amazing story. So thank you, thank you for taking it with us. But we're not finishing up this story without giving you something awesome to hold on to. We have a new merch store for Multitude, and that means join the party pins. We are working with DFTBA, and they helped us make these amazing, amazing pins. There's a Chad, a Chad pin, an Oatcake pin, an Anara, and a Tracy. They are so, so cool. And thank you, Squared, out there for helping us design them. You can pick up this new stuff and the rest of the new merch from Multitude, like t-shirts and beanies and posters and more at multitude.production slash merch. Don't worry, we are keeping the tea public up through the end of 2019, so you'll still have a chance to grab those items. But if you want pins, and I know you're going to want pins, remember, multitude.production slash merch for Join the Party pins. And speaking of new things, hello, 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 and welcome to our newest patrons, Akisho, Clark, Josie, Christopher, Mogarth, Iron Bear, Robert, Kumra, Sarah, Trina, and Caitlin. Wow, what new friends. You're all human friends to me, as I am also a human. As I said, we're getting ready for the after party at the end of the world, and we pull a lot of our great questions from our after party channel on Discord. The patrons ask the best questions, and you can ask us stuff too if you get on Discord as a part of joining the Patreon. Come up and jam and welcome to the Discord and the other amazing rewards we have at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. We're sponsored this episode by HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 20 seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. 
And now HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit service. So you know you're getting something delicious. I had a wonderful experience making HelloFresh. I decided to do something a little bit meatless, so I got the vegetarian box. And I didn't even have gas at my apartment because, you know, things happen. So I was actually able to make the uh, pesto flatbreads with fresh mozzarella and heirloom tomatoes. And I could do it in the oven. And I had the instructions to do it. And it's kind of nice just having someone send you a ball of fresh mozzarella, which is pretty cool. Get nine free meals with HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash join the party nine and using the code join the party nine. That is HelloFresh.com slash join the party nine, the number nine, and using the code join the party nine. We are also sponsored this week by Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy races and thousands of parts to choose from. Now, I'm going to read all of the base races that you can start with, and here we go. Human, Elf, Half-Elf, Dwarf, Elemental, Gnome, Half-Orc, Halfling, Half-Demon, Half-Dragon, Wolffolk, Catfolk, Ratfolk, Minotaur, Turtle Person, Lizardfolk, Ravenfolk, Fawn, Forest Guard, Giants. That's Giant Mini. Which is kind of funny to say. Elephant folk, zombie skeleton, goblinoid, fairy tale goblin, robot rat folk, half giant, aquatic humanoid, and merfolk, because those two are different and it's very important. Like I said, this is incredibly customizable. We love all of our minis and we know you'll love yours too. So visit heroforge.com to start designing your customizable mini today and check back often. There's new content added every week. There was this one with a chef's hat, and I definitely want a mini chef's hat. I need to create an NPC who is a chef, and I know that I do that a bunch in my game anyway, but now I want a mini for it. And finally, we are sponsored by Dashlane, a password management app that helps you fill forms fast. Remember all of your passwords and keep your online data accessible and safe with their all-in-one app. Especially, you know, if a goblin could uh, start a kitchen fire and burn up your password post-it where you write down all of your passwords, you want to have this data backed up in the cloud. Best of all, they sync passwords across all of your devices, so you have them on hand no matter where you are, and that's probably magic and I don't understand it. You can start dashing through the internet and support our show by visiting dashlane.com slash join the party to start your 30-day free trial of Dashlane. No credit card required, or gold, or gems or meat or however you know you spend money the way that you do if you like it you can use the code join the party at checkout to save 10 percent off on your premium subscription now let's get back to the show anara take a seat you're now sitting back at the boardroom table, but now the entire room looks like a boardroom. There's this like opulent gold setting everywhere. There's like fake plants in every single one of the corners. And now Tracy, Alonso, Zeol, and Devar are sitting on very comfy chairs over on the far side of the room. Ooh, it's heated. <laughs> it, are you Tracy? Are you? It shouldn't be heated. My, <laughs> oh, are you no. okay? Oh, no. <laughs> This is my danger sense. Sorry, I'm so I'm still so hot. <laughs> is there air conditioning in here? I'm just I'm sweating everywhere. Tracy takes out a small foldable fan and <laughs> just a lot waving at him. So Anara, you are across the table from the god of living, Adama. Somehow her suit has gotten even more severe, and her cheekbones have gotten even more angled. She yeah, has distract me, ma'am. <laughs> and she has a leather briefcase on the table. She says, okay, 
Let's begin. I look around for my briefcase. This would be a great time for Oatcake to show up with Tally. Talligator, Talligator. Why don't you make an arcana check? Twelve. Okay. <sighs> with a twelve, you see that Oatcake pops back in from the ceiling and lands on the table and licks your face and then licks Alamoth's face. And she has a briefcase in her mouth, but it is not Tally. It is just a black leather briefcase, and one of the clasps on the top is just fully broken. Okay, hi! She licks your face again. I give her snugs and have some spiritual and hopefully statistical advantage. In Plus two for the dog! Battle. Uh, ma'am, this is a place of business. If you'd like to put your dog elsewhere, I would greatly appreciate that. I sit okay firmly in my lap. Sure. Fine. I open the briefcase. Great. Okay. In the briefcase, there is a sandwich in a plastic bag, and there's a little note that says, Thought you might need this. Thought of you. Have a good day at school, Franny. My face shines. <laughs> what kind of sandwich is it? Um, it's like... <laughs> It's like old bologna, but somehow crispy lettuce on uh, white bread and mayo. Okay, okay. This was all I had in the fridge. We're in the apocalypse. I'm sorry. I would recommend not eating that. I uh, give Trace a thumbs up, close the briefcase, and put it next to me on the desk just so I mirror Adama. Okay. Uh, Adama says, okay. Anara, I don't know how much you know about me, but... I'm a fair and rational woman. Ha! <laughs> uh, Tracy, a gag magically appears in your mouth as Devar leads over and says, "Be quiet. She's working." So you're now you're unfortunately silenced for the rest of this challenge. Just so you know, I rolled a twenty-five on on Devar, on Devar creating this. That's fair, Tracy. W- while you're this is happening to you, and Devar is leaning over to you, make an investigation check. Which I know you're really good at. He's a detective. All of you say that like it's not the reality. <laughs> ha ha! 22. Yeah, baby! Oh, finally. Okay. That's a, hey, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tracy, as Devar is like leaning over to you, like an older brother scolding his little brother for talking during church, <laughs> you're like flailing your arms around. They try to beat him back, and one of your arms goes over the other side of the chair. So if this was a line of, like, four comfy leather wingback chairs, you're all the way on the left side. And you're trying to hit Devar away, and your left arm, which is hanging over the side of the chair, hits the wall behind you, and you hear that there's something hollow. Hmm. Interesting. Tracy's seen a lot of um, slapstick comedy movies, of course, because that's his mm-hmm. favorite genre. Tracy um, and grandparents. After the brightening and you like escaped the Council of Bright, you're just wandering from town to town and you're like, is there a comedy here? Listen, all Are saying- you putting on a farce? Yeah, so d- during his breaks in, in the tea shop, he would watch you know, old, old comedies. Sure. And uh, so he's learned a thing or two about how to take a dive. And so once you feel something is hollow... He sort of starts 
even more wildly trying to get Devar away from him. Alana's like stuck in between you two. Like, hey, stop it! No! And then Tracy, like, quote unquote, trips and sort of falls over. Okay. And onto the floor next to the hollow wall. Okay. So why don't you do a sleight of hand check? You do. You still need to be like deft about it, but you're not stealthy. So I'll give you advantage on sleight of hand. Cool. So I got a 16 and a four. So I got 17 total. Great. All right. Nice. With, with a 17, yeah, I think that you just totally knock the chair over, and like the chair is blocking. What? Is blocking anyone from looking over. Even Adama is looking over and be like, "This is a border. It's Excuse fine. me. It's fine. I'm trying to do business. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll fix it." Ignore him. So, Tracy, you're, you're feeling around on this hollow area, and you see that there's a little knob. And you pull on it, and there's, like, a secret tiny door here. And inside, on a little pillow, is a battery. Oh. Tracy takes the battery and puts good. it in his pack. Okay, good. And with all the commotion, Adama's trying to get, trying to restore any sort of normal thing. Like, this is a bore. Excuse me. I'm doing something. This is, it's my turn. Can you two, can you two yeah. deal with this? Devar's like, ah, you bugger. Get up off the floor. I'm and, sorry. And Tracy picks up the chair and like does a couple of like arm lifts with it above his head to show off his strength and then puts it down. Sure. Devar's like getting right up in your face and is like, ah, you're messing with gods here. Tracy kisses Places. him on the nose. Yeah, that's fine. Devar looks puzzled for a second, and then he winks at you, and then he sits back down. Ooh. Like a suggestive wink, or like a we're on the same team wink? Can I investigate the wink? Sure. Do an insight check. Did your gag fall out? No, you're still gagged. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> You've been gagged Yeah, imagine the whole time. all of that I said a second ago, just like... <laughs> Uh, 16 plus 2 for 18. Yeah, right. Tracy. All right, with an 18, like, why would Devar help you ever at all? Like, that doesn't really make any sense. And uh, then you were just remember that, like, why did Devar lose the last challenge? Someone must have messed with him. Why did he make soup? He obviously didn't make soup. Someone must have messed with it. He didn't even have oyster crackers on top, which was weird. He didn't. Oh. And nary a chive for color contrast. Not even a chive, just like a bowl of milky white paste. And you remember that Zayol was looking pretty suspicious. Okay. 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 How many batteries do you have? That's five, I think. Does so, that mean something? Yeah. So you could use up to four batteries to power up your a thunderous shot from your cannon, and you could add up to four d six. But if you use all five. Something incredibly ridiculous happens. Okay. 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 Just okay. you know. Do I just that? like put the batteries in the cannon or do I have to like wire them up? <laughs> you know, I don't know how power ups in video games work. You can eat them, you can do whatever you want. With okay. Them. I think right. I might eat them. All right. <laughs> Adama then retakes her seat and was like, Sorry about all that. It's time for business now. Business. Real, living business. Yeah, whatever. Let's go. Anima looks over her shoulder and says, "Lights!" And the uh, the fluorescent lights in the boardroom go out. Yes. And uh, Anima puts a projector on the on the table, and she pulls down a screen from the far from the far right of the room, and uh, the projector starts to uh, turns on, and it's a photo of you, you smiling and looking happy. Anara, 
Can I call you Inara? I'll consider it. Ms. Inara. It's Ms. Harthorn, actually. I thought about it. Ms. Harthorn. You know, it's fine. I, I, I appreciate someone who goes by their last name. When you go by your last name, you remember who your family is and uh, what that family means to you. And I know that you've been out adventuring and everything, but uh, what if you could do it all again? And uh, she presses a clicker and she is showing photos of the Great Green. And it could be from any time in any place. But you're seeing that there's like your cousin's birthdays and there are weddings and um, little elves first steps. And then the first time that like these scrappy cousins have climbed trees and like your nieces and nephews. And you see like some of your mom and dad and your aunts and uncles and grandparents that you see them get older. Well, Nara, I really wanted to show these to you because, well, you missed all of them. It, it's been a while since you've been back to the Great Green, and a lot has happened with the Hearthorns. I'm holding OK very tightly. So, you know, I am the god of the living, and I may not be like Zaol, but I can help you with your life. This has been hard. I know it's been hard. You've gained, but you've also lost quite a lot. If you don't want to leave the Great Green, if you want to go back to where you were, I can make that happen. So is this just a, like, turning down temptation test? Because my parents taught me to do what's right, to think about the many and not just myself. And defeating you is the greatest gift I could ever give them. She pushes the projector button and it flips to this very, very large group photo. Like, there's hundreds of people in it. I don't know how they got so many people. There's like people are all the way climbed up on trees and other people are laying on the ground to make sure they all fit. And there's like hundreds of them, but of course you're not in it. I stare at her. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. And uh, she opens her briefcase and you kind of hear like a pop like when you're sealing a door and an when you look around and now it's just you and her at the boardroom table. And instead of the walls of the boardroom, it's now like the milky whiteness of the eternal God's room. And is very surprised, but tries not to show it. Listen, what kind of a businesswoman would I be if I didn't have more than one offer for you? It's fine. I know I'm the best. What? I created negotiation. It's fine. What is this challenge? Winning a negotiation or just turning down your dumb offers? Both, if you think about it like that. I wouldn't call them dumb. I think they're quite tempting. Uh, well, I have another offer for you. I'll let you go. You can, I can say that you you won whatever it is we're doing here. It's just us. But instead, you need to give me something in return. The challenge is a negotiation, yes. So we, let's negotiate. I'll say that you win and you can move on. But I need a part of a life in return. I don't want you to say I win. I want to actually win. You can win. Coming out of this negotiation is winning. I need part of a life. I need 10 years. It can be from you. Ten, well, ten years adjusted. I know that both you and uh, 
your Warforged companion are a little older and uh, live a little longer than humans do. So I need something equivalent of 10 years. So I guess from you, maybe 20. Uh, maybe from Tracy, his ability to, I guess, endure uh, whatever energy is keeping him alive in there. So it can be from you. It can be or someone you you know. But I do need about 10 years. What if instead the part of the life I give is letting you live? Once we're done here. That's not how it works. I live. I endure. You can try to kill us. There are ways. But with the daggers that are on you, that's not going to happen. What if I let you kill Sayol? Again, unfortunately, that's, uh, that's not how it works. If I wanted to, I would. But uh, there's a godly contract between the three of us that we signed long ago. And uh, I don't... I don't go back on my deals. Here's the thing. Time doesn't mean a lot to me. I'm only 20, but I've done more in the last year and change than I had my whole life before that. You show me pictures of my family and it's tempting and I miss them. And I, I wish in a sense that I could go back and still keep the, the memories and the friends that I made along the way. But I would give up my life in a moment for my cause. I could give you the, the rest of my life, theoretically, in this situation to make sure that the council dies. But I, I know how this works. And I know that what you need from me is a real sacrifice. So, I could give you my calling. I'll leave the Assassin's Guild. I'll never talk to them again. Give me a persuasion check. Eighteen. Hmm. That's interesting. The thing that gives me purpose the family I found, the reason I left home, the thing I've been striving for. That means something to me. Ten years does not. Hmm. Adama leans back in her chair, thinking thoughtfully for a moment. That is tempting. Okay. How about counteroffer? Give me your job's purpose and some life force for now. You can get it back. I just I I uh I need I need some collateral now. I need something substantial. An idea, that's good. That might that will pay off in dividends in the future for sure. But I definitely need something now. So, Amanda, I will take this deal if you leave the Assassin's Guild. But I need to give me half of your total hit points. For now. When do I get them back? You can heal them back, but I need... Uh, how many hit points do you have? I have 67 of my total 97. Okay, I need you to give me... Give me 40 hit points. 
Will you restore them once I defeat the council? If you manage to beat up that son of a bitch, I will be your first heal. Take him. I can I can defeat the council. Bleeding and half asleep. Sounds like a deal. She holds her hand out. I lick my palm and take it. That's disgusting. But it still counts. Wonderful. All right, Amanda, take 40 hit points off of your HP. All right. Down to 27, baby. Wonderful. All right. After you leak your palm and shake her hand, uh, you hear that pop again, and you're back in the boardroom. Before I let go, I'm just going to whisper, you know, it really is a pleasure working with you, and I don't hate you nearly as much as the others. When this is all over, I'd love to let you pick my brain sometime. Let me pick your brain? Bye! And I, I jump up with Oatcake, grab the briefcase, and walk back over to Tracy and Alonso. Adama immediately, she's like relaxed in front of you, having an intimate one-on-one deal. But as soon as she comes back in front of the other gods, she like straightens up immediately and she's like... The shoulder she, pads grow. Yeah, so they, they expand. And she says, a deal has been struck. Challenge two, finished. Tracy whispers to any god that might be in the area. Man, I can't believe she would just like completely cut the other gods out of the negotiation. Who knows what happens in in private like that? That's so weird. Uh, both of the gods, both they both make like the face. They're like, hmm, yeah, I wonder what they were. I wonder what they were doing in there. Hmm. And um, uh, the boardroom dissipates as Zeol steps up to Tracy and be like. All right, okay. That's, uh, all right, Tracy, you ready? I've been waiting like four and a half months. <laughs> that's a, that was kind of a long time. To chop your head off. That's fair. Well, we'll see what happens. All of a sudden, you are sitting at a seat in a diner with like Formica countertops and uh, squishy turquoise seats. And you're sitting across the table from Zeol. Zeol has a, uh, somehow has tea already. <laughs> and uh, the other four of you are sitting at like a, a, the counter on spinning stools. And Zeol turns to Tracy and like, Tracy, I am not here to do anything complicated. My challenge is pretty simple. Then we'll be done with it and we'll be best friends like we always are. I place Oatcake on a stool next to me and gently spin it. <laughs> All you have to do is, uh... Ham and cheese omelet, please! Home fries! And, uh, orange juice, coffee, um, whole wheat toast on the side, and bacon. Devar gets up from his seat and, like, leans over the counter and says, Oh, yeah, Mickey special on a number five! And then all of it appears in front of you. And I start chowing down, and I say, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you were talking what? Uh, all you have to do is uh, beat me in a game of high and low. And uh, Zale takes out a pack of cards. So here, Trace, this is how it's going to work. <laughs> I have a pack of cards here. He really does. I really do. It was in my pocket the whole time. So all you have to do, Brandon, truly all you have to do is uh, make sure that you have a higher card than Zale. Do I get to cut? Sure. They all shuffling the cards. And here, you can cut them. Wonderful. Okay. 
This is for you. Alright. So, uh, Zeol deals you one card, and he takes the next one. He says, Alright, Tracy, um, you think you have a higher card than me? This is sourdough toast. Hey, hey, hang on. If we're going to play by the rules, we got to play by the rules. And Tracy takes his plate over to the counter. <laughs> You're just bringing it over to Devar? Yeah, and he's going to throw it on the counter and yell, Who, who's, who's making this? And then he's going to lean in, in to Devar mm-hmm. and whisper, You got my back here or what? What, are you accusing me of cheating? I would never cheat anything. I would never get involved in anyone's games ever. I'm not a man who plays games. I didn't say that. I just I look, we both know that Zayul is is vying for power over you and, and Adam. What? I would never go I would never go against my friend Zayul. He is devoted and he's definitely always been great to me. That sounds like you're lying. But um if you if we're on the same team here, Send over two eggs over easy. Okay. Mm. And Tracy throws the toast in the back of the diner. <laughs> Tracy says, is so dramatic. I hate toast. This is not what I ordered. This has caraway seeds on it. I hate it. And then walks back to the booth. <laughs> okay. So Zayol staring at you with his googly golden eyes. Uh, he says, uh, Tracy, all you have to do is show the card. I'm sorry, are we not civilized? Can we wait till my my food gets out? Oh, Tracy, your side of fruit came out. And Inara brings over a saucer filled with glittery purple fruit, like cut up into cubes. And it's the truth fruit. The fuck is the truth fruit? Well, the truth fruit. <laughs> I got it from, I think, Bachelorette Party. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a fruit that makes you tell the truth. Oh, that's right. And I've had it. Four months. <laughs> so it might be a little bruised, but I'm going to slide this over to Tracy and say, you know, you can share if you feel like it. Anara, you know I don't like fruit. Here's the all. <laughs> I know people of your age sometimes need a little, you know, just help everything just flow correctly. So here's some fruit. Oh, thank you. I was going to order some myself, but I have to finish my tea. Um, and Zayol uh, pops a piece in his mouth. That looks like a very low number, Eric. Uh, Zayl pops. <laughs> Zayl pops a bunch of uh, a few pieces of fruit in his mouth, and he says, "Mmm, del- ah, thank you so much. It's so delicious. I appreciate it. Um, even with that, with the truth serum on it, it just t- it tastes so. Mm, ah, it's not. It's not even in season here. I don't even know where you found it. One googly eye is on Tracy, and the other one is on Anara." I don't know what you're talking about. Just trying to respect my elders. That is fair. Thank you. Now go sit down before I kill you. And take your soul and put it in a penny box where I keep all of my pennies. It's not even a real thing. I have one. It's for pennies. You just have a box where you keep pennies? Yeah. Did that used to be like $1,000 when you were born or something? (laughs) Did you, like, buy your first car for a penny? Did you buy a house for three? Could you get a large box of popcorn at the movies I, for a penny? I went to four years of college with only five pennies in my pocket. At that point, uh, you see, like, an, a plate of eggs. Two eggs over easy. 
come floating in and land on top of your other plate of eggs. Ah, my order. This is the holy toast that I ordered. And Tracy picks up the fork and that I assumed on the table mm-hmm. and then takes out his flaming sword, <laughs> turns it on and begins to cut the eggs. <laughs> It's perfect because it cauterizes the yolk where you cut it, and then mm-hmm. you have a little yolk bomb in your mouth. Yeah, it stays, it stays candied. It's delicious. And he cuts them, and he's he chops them up into little pieces. And says, Sorry, did you want some? No, I'm good. I have fruit and, and tea. It's fine. Okay. Oh, Tracy, I'm going to give you uh, I'm gonna give you a choice. Now, after you looked at your card, uh, we can switch cards, and I, I will draw a new one. What do you think? I'm like literally on the 50 edge, 50% edge. Including all the face cards? Mm-hmm. Is Droku's in the deck? No. Okay. I'll show you Amanda my card. Yeah, so I'm still, I'm slightly higher than 50%. Mm. I could drink this tea all day. It's delicious. <laughs> They do what the odds tell you. Yeah. I think I'll I'll keep my card. Okay. Tracy, make a perception check. Uh 17 plus 2 for 19. Okay. Eight. Uh so as Zeol takes the deck, which is on the table, and puts it back in his pocket, and you see that that <laughs> as he's doing that, he's like turning over his hand where he has a king on the back of his hand, and he's trying to slip it in place of the card he has. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, well, see, here's the issue here, Zeul, is that you're a goddamn cheater, and I'm going to cut your head off. And Tracy flips the table and takes a swing with his flaming sword. Okay. Yeah! Make an attack roll. The flaming sword is plus one, so I'll give you proficiency and plus one. Okay, so I'm also going to flip on my rage switch. Great. And that gives me um, advantage on strength throws. Four. So that's a 10. So 10 plus 7 is uh, 17. All right. With a 17, as you flip the uh, as you flip the table over and you take a swing at Zeol, uh, Zeol takes a step backwards and just deftly moves out of the way of the, your flaming sword swing. Hey, you know, you went, I, you went into this and I was a cheater. How about you fight me like a god instead of a what trickster? Ca- For me, it's one of the same. And Navarre says, oh, oh no, it's all, it's all going poorly. If, if That would be so bad if someone got hurt. Ah, if there was only something you could do to hurt a god, if there was some sort of extremely powered attack you could do, that would be so po- Go paw for him. Inara jumps up and yanks the lantern patch off her cloak. Ah, wonderful. Okay. Uh, where are you putting the lantern patch? I am holding it in my hand and pointing it directly at Zael's face, hopefully blinding him. Okay. So you pull the lantern patch off of your cloak and it becomes just this bullseye lantern, the classic lantern with the, with the big circle of light in the middle. Like a ship's lantern. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, this thing is very powerful. You you open the slot up and just light pours out of it. 
and uh, Zale's gonna make a swing at you, but I'm gonna give him a disadvantage because of the light in his eyes. Well, he got a nat one. Yeah. <laughs> so they all, like, his hands just start expanding and, like, Ooh. lengthening with sh- with no. shadowy, uh-uh. uh, like, these crooked, shadowy fingers. And he reaches back to slash at you. And then you just point the lantern at his face, and he stumbles over and uh, slips in the tea that fell on the floor. Like, oh, I'm such an old man. Oh, I- I'm so clumsy. Why would all of this happen to me? Me, the trickster god. And with that deaf distraction, Tracy quickly reaches back into his pack and pulls out the five batteries and jams them into his cannon one by one. Wonderful. Okay. So first I want you to make an attack roll with advantage, and I'm going to give you plus 10. Seventeen. You roll with advantage. Mm-hmm. All right, Tracy. You have this uncanny moment as you slam all five batteries into your cannon. It just like starts to expand. Like it's just like there are components that like bulk out, and it just becomes your arm just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And you try to level your gun at Zeol. And I guess, like, he's still a crafty old man. So he's, he's like, dodging and weaving. And your arm it just, like, gets bigger and bigger. And now it's, like, the size of your entire torso is just this giant gun arm. And you see it starts to glow and as, it's, as you're charging up. And you're putting all of your energy into this. And then everything stops. And uh, Adama takes a step forward. And she says, Tracy, I know what's going to happen next. You're going to take a shot wide left, and you're going to destroy everything except for Zeul. So I'm going to make you a deal. All I need from you is uh, some of this rough and tumble life force that you have going on in there. And uh, you can just level this right in Zeul's brain. I would love that. It would be so funny for me. I would take a photo. I would put it on our holiday card. It would be lovely. But you're going to have to take the deal. So, Brandon, for you, you need to give me 50% of your total hit points. Now, when you say that everything else will be destroyed except for Zeol, does that include you? No, it's more more of a, you know, it's more of a metaphorical thing. You know, we, we exist in this. Uh, fabricated space, which looked like a diner because they all thought that would be funny. Um, it's not very good. I, I don't think it's very funny, yeah. funny either. The food, that was that was a good touch. Um, you know, Devar has his moments. I'll say that. It's more more like you're going to miss and there's going to be a, a wonderful explosion of energy and it's just, it's going to go nowhere. Hmm. Why do you want your brethren dead? We're not brethren. We are signed in a contract together. And I don't go back on my contracts. But if something were to happen outside of my hand, I'd say that'd be pretty rad. What happens to his domain? 
you know, it would take him a little while to reform. Part of the contract is that it is his responsibility to manage time and death and trickery and avocados, too. I'm not really sure why that was under his domain, but he wanted that. It takes a long time for him to ripen. That's true. And there's only like a couple hours. And it's hard. Well, that's why, you know, it's his because sometimes you get an avocado and it's overripe or sometimes you get an avocado and like the pit is too big. That's him. That's it. Yeah. What a freaking jerk. Yeah. it's, It's what he's good at. And we can't take that away from him. It still is his job. It'll take him a little while to come back, and maybe um, he'll come back a little chastened. A few weeks, no one will die. Don't know how that will go, but... Here's the real question. If the god of death is dead, and we kill the council, does he stay dead? You know, that's a great question. As the god of living... I can tell you, he's not going to die. That's why they didn't kill him in the first place. His whole thing, he's, he's flooded with energy. The undying light is flowing through him. He's half battery at this point. So, killing him is not the best idea. Hmm. Wink. I'm saying wink because I can't wink, but... You're a god and you can't wink? Even I can do it. Watch, I'll do it right now. And Tracy winks. Adamad tries to wink at you and and blinks both eyes. <laughs> See, I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I guess we all have our flaws. Um, See, as much as I want to do this, it is revenge. And I don't know what's in it for me. If we're negotiating, what's in it for me? I thought what was in it for you was blowing Zael's head off. You know, it's, it's, uh, well, it would be, um, maybe when he reforms after a few weeks of existing as only, uh, pieces of energy and cosmos and whatnot, he'll come back better. Hmm. Less of a, and excuse my language, a butthole. What I can also give you is uh, everyone will know that you did it. Zaul's head will be separated from his body. And uh, I can preserve that for you and put it for you in a little jar for you to carry around and show oh, everybody. That's so kind of you. I thought that was a, a basic part of the negotiation. I assume that was, that was the case. The jar, unfortunately, the jar is extra. I'll pay for the jar. It's fine. Um, I have lots of gold that I haven't given away at anyone. Here's what else that I want, though. I'll do this for you. I'm not saying it's it's not going to not feel good. But when this is all over and we trap the council and everything goes back to normal, I don't want anyone to know who I am. I want a fresh start. Except for the friends and the family I made. Anara should know. And everyone else, Evan. But the, the world at large... I don't want any any fame, fortune. I just want to go. I don't want anyone to know that I'm the reason this started. This whole thing started. I just I just want to go sell tea. Make a persuasion check. 17. Okay. With the 17, Adama purses her lips and puts her hands under her chin and says, "Okay." 
I can do that. You got to pick just three, though. I can't do more than three. Okay. That's fair. I, I see that. Do dogs count or alligators? Alligators, no. Dogs, yes. Hmm. Well, Anara, Alonzo, Greg, I can I can make friends with Oak Cake again. That's fair. Okay. You still got to give me half of your HP, though. 40%. 45. Deal. She reaches your hand out. Shake on it. Tracy shakes his body a little bit and then shakes her <laughs> head. Hey, you, two are, you two are the worst. We needed a moment of levity. That's fine. <laughs> All right, Brandon, what's 45% of your hit points? Or what's your hit points? I can do the math for you. Total or left? Total. 113. That is 51 hit points. So you knock off 51 hit points. Great. I am down to 29. All right. As she reaches out for your hand and you you shook your body, she says, both of you are ridiculous. She takes a step back to where she was standing and uh, time slowly starts playing again and then roars back into real time. And now you feel your arm getting pushed a little bit to the right and the cannon is now just roaring and ready to go and Zeol is standing there and uh, says what card did you have? I got the Joker and it doesn't belong in the deck baby you just blast Zeol from your massive cannon Tracy I want to give you the the vindication of rolling for damage. Let's give you 5d6. Okay. Use your space. Yeah. And I mean, uh, will you keep track of uh, what he what he rolls? Yeah. All right. Uh, three, six, five, six, and one. So that's 21. All right, 21. roll again. All again. Yep. That one's 17 total. Okay. Roll again. <laughs> 11 total. Okay. Roll again. Nineteen total. And roll again. Twenty-three. That's a uh, 81 points. Uh, yeah. wonderful alright so the cannon blast just fires right through Zaol's head and you see just like it bursts not in the like blood and gore as if he was a regular person just like the the atoms the energy whatever is holding a god together just like (laughs) explodes it goes in all directions and this cannon blast is just like long and extended and it goes all the way to the back of this infinity diner and it sears everything around it. He just, he just keeps going and going for like 5, 10, 15, 20 seconds out of your arm and then suddenly, just as quickly as it began, it stops. And uh, Zeol's body crumples to the ground 
now just a headless old man. And uh, his card falls out of his pocket. And it was the Eight of Clubs. Looks like we were evenly matched. <laughs> Eight of spades, baby. Out of my cops. Says, well, uh, ordinarily I'd say it's a draw and we can just pull again. But it seems that Zaol is incapacitated at the moment. So Tracy wins. All right. Good job, everyone. Let's go back. And she claps her hands and you're now back in the chapel. Just with like the fog of everything still around. And uh, you see there's still Zaul's headless body, like still needs to stand there, like as his avatar from, as it's conjured from the statue. And uh, Anima and Devar are trying not to look at it. <laughs> They're like, oh. I'm just holding O'Cake in one hand and Alonzo's elbow with the other. And Alonzo's like, why is everything with us the worst? <laughs> why does this keep happening? Uh you know, should I? I just shouldn't ask about what sort of consequences happens when the god of death is just not around or headless. I just, I'm just not going to ask. I wouldn't, Alonzo. No, no, I'm just not going to. And out of what coughs, like coughs again. I'm like, oh, oh well. Uh, I guess we fulfilled the contract. Uh, Medallion, please. A challenge, yes. A win is a win. Uh, great job, everyone. Uh, here is. What you deserve. And she holds out uh, the medallion to you. And Alonzo, like, instinctively takes a step back. I grab it. All right. And Adama says, well, uh, seems that we've done too much meddling in the mortal plane as it is. So I have a meeting to get to. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, running everyone's lives. Uh, got a hard out. Yeah, um, I got a hard out, right? Jarvis shouldn't be running this for so long, honestly. So I should get back. But it was nice to meet all of you. I'm sure we'll get lunch again soon. Uh, if I ever see you again, I'm doing the same thing I did to Zayul to you. And I will say to you, I'm much smarter than he is. She picks up her suitcase and it, turning on her heel, she steps back into her statue and disappears. And Navar is kind of like kicking at the ground again with his bow shoes and says, ah. You know, this doesn't feel as great as I thought it would. Oh, well. Bye. <laughs> and he just walks off into his statue. Zayul's uh, headless body is still standing there. And uh, it reaches into its blazer pocket and pulls out a mason jar and holds it out to Tracy. Tracy grabs the mason jar. And inside is a miniaturized version of Zayul's head. With googly gold eyes and flat cap and uh, wrinkles everywhere. This is pretty good. And in a quiet voice, you hear. Should have thought that something like this would happen. So. All right, where are we going? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and Tracy wraps it in like 30 blankets. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy does put like I don't know, like sixty gold at the foot of Adama's statue, mm -hmm. and then on a post-it note, just writes for the jar. Nice. Uh, Alonzo looks at both of you and be like, "I don't want to be rude or anything, because you did just save my life and multiple times, and I love you." But uh, you two look like shit. What happened? Listen, 
we're going to kill the council and that will feel really good. Sure. Yeah. Um, Tracy, what about you? Seemed like that was pretty cool. I, you know, murder's never cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but it can be kind of cool sometimes. I, I don't know, Nara. It doesn't seem very cool to me, but um, it was a necessary uh, end to a mean. Let's go. Uh, you guys want to kill a guy who thinks he's a god? or? We don't have to kill him. All we have to do is put him away and do a better job than they did last time. Good point. Good point. Okay, well, I'm in. Let's do it. You see that the fog that's surrounding the inner chamber of the chapel is fading away. And you see that Brink and Chad are coming in back into vision. And uh, the chains that used to hold Alonzo are coming back into vision. Someone has pushed them over to the side. And uh, they're no longer around Alonzo's ankles. And as you're coming back into the real world, you hear trumpets. Like a hundred heralds at the same time. And then a microphone being pulled over. It says, Introducing... The one, the only, the master of energy, the ruler of robots, your favorite and mine, the Council of Bright. And then like a 20-piece band is burst into a jaunty dance song. And it sounds like a party's going on on the other side of the manor. Thank <laughs> you.